What's going on everyone? Scriptwriter Steve right here. Today is March 17th, 2021. Yeah, today is Wednesday. It's Barbecue to Movies. That's the name of my podcast. But today is Wedding Wednesdays and you know what that means. We're going to talk all about weddings because I own a wedding company. You know, the weather hasn't been too good here, but you still have to stay positive. Still got to fall in love. Still got to get married. Right, people? All right. I'm going to turn this music down. How is your day going? Well, how to be very honest, uh, the last couple of, um, I guess, days for my company has been very complicated because the... I guess the weather has been making it pretty complicated. You know, we had a wedding last week, Friday, and uh, <laughs> we went there and uh, we went there down to Koalina, and usually Koalina is nice and dry. And um, when we got down there, our phones, my, my minister, my phone, our phone started to ring, and we got that emergency warning on there saying that, holy crap, there's basically a storm on its way. And uh, I took a look at the Droplar radar, and I saw storm clouds. I saw red dots all over the place, and I saw this front moving toward us. And um, there, our visual cue and the radar cue, it didn't look, it didn't look very good. We got the warning; it didn't look very good. Our bride and groom showed up, and we basically gave them the option, you know, what to do. And um, you know, we we told her, well, we can postpone it till Sunday, and we'll have really good weather on that day. And uh, she said, you know what? Maybe why don't we take a why don't we take a look at that location which is right around the bend you know right around the corner from her her hotel uh, we were doing the wedding at Colina she was staying uh, at the Colina Resort um, Marriott Resort which was maybe a few coves down she walked over in, in just a little drizzling rain and so we so I said you know if we take a look at the point we just walk, why don't we walk along the rocks there and see what we could uh, get so we walked along the rocks we looked toward the horizon we looked toward Makaha area, uh, that's on the west coast. We couldn't see the mountains that clearly. And, uh, well, uh, she said, you know what? It still looks great. Let's do it, Steve. So I said, you know what? You're the boss. Let's do it. So we crossed the rocks there and uh, it took us about five minutes to cross the rocks, uh, got to the beach and we did the ceremony. Right after we finished the ceremony, I saw that. I saw the microburst of rain coming down, uh, in the not too far I guess part of the horizon and I saw the heavy rain ricocheting off the ocean. That's how hard it was. was. And I told her, you know what? Let's take a few pictures here, but we got to go. So we took a few pictures there and we, we got, we, we ran, we ran to the Four Seasons Hotel right before everything came crashing down. So this was on Friday, right? And, uh, and so uh, I, I told her, well, you know, Sunday, and I offer this with all my wedding couples, you know, on Sunday, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be much better. And she said, you know, yeah, why don't we shoot for um, 1 p.m. or 2 p.m. on Sunday? I said, that, that's great. And uh, so that's what I had planned. So Sunday rolls around, and then she emails me early in the morning that she can't do the photo shoot. And she's, she's really sorry about that. And, uh, you know, um, yeah, so she won't be able to do it because she's, she's hopping on the plane that night. Her husband was staying until Wednesday for work. But, you know, for some reason or another, you know, there was just complications in, in their travel arrangements that they couldn't get the shot done. So I wasn't going to take no for an answer. So I told her, is there any way we can do this? Because I really don't want you to go home 
with the stormy cloud pictures. I just don't, right? So uh, she said, well, let me take a look at it. She came back with me and said, no, absolutely, we can't. We don't have a car. We don't have a place to change. So I called up, I called up uh, one of my makeup artists and I said, you know what, can maybe she change at your place? And uh, Because I'm all the way over in Kaneohe and it's raining in my area. And she said, yeah, yeah, just bring them, bring them over. Maybe I can even like volunteer my time to do hair and makeup and everything like that. So, uh, so I said, okay, sounds great. And I was ready to pay my makeup artist out of my pocket too, by the way. Uh, but anyway, so everyone's, everyone's here trying to bend over backwards to make sure this bride who's from Alaska, <laughs> right? <laughs> make sure that, you know, they go home with at least blue sky pictures. And finally we get the call from her and say, you know what? She tells me, you know what, Steve, I think we can do it. Let's shoot for six o'clock PM at Koolina. And, uh, so we ended up meeting there at six o'clock. She came down there her and her husband, and uh, we got really great pictures. And by the way, you can take a look at some of the pictures on my Facebook group, Hawaii Wedding Information. If you're not part of that Facebook group, please join it and uh, yeah, be part of our community there if you want to plan a Hawaii wedding. If you're a butthead, uh, I guess, vendor though, you're not going to be, uh, I guess, invited to my, <laughs> to my group. Oh, by the way, I wanted to talk a little bit about my group. So, uh, my, I started my Hawaii wedding information group, uh, I think maybe about a year and a half ago. Maybe it was a little bit earlier, but it was, but it was before COVID. Maybe it's been two years. I'm not sure. Time just flies when you're, I guess, running a Facebook group. And, uh, the original, I guess, intention and still my intention of, of, st- of starting this was to just reach my customers out there or, or to create a forum for my, for my current customers and then to maybe get myself new customers and just reach out to maybe some other, other people out there who weren't my customers and try to, I guess, educate them in the right direction because a lot of wedding companies out there are just spreading complete BS. And uh, I think a lot of you women out there know who've been talking to like, different wedding companies back and forth, back and forth. And you, then you encounter my group is that you're getting different. I guess different, I guess, uh, type of information from every single wedding company. And, and when you come to me, you realize you're getting the truth and they're all lying. They're flat out lying. And I'm basically, um, you know, I'm a finger waver in the wedding industry. They don't, they don't like me. You know, a lot of wedding companies don't like me. You know, I've been, <laughs> I wrote articles about wedding locations and they actually tried to sue me over it. You know, some wedding, some wedding association sent me a letter saying, Hey, from a lawyer saying, please take down that article. Well, that article tells the truth about this location, which is their, one of their favorite locations to do weddings, all of these wedding companies, and they tried to sue to try to get me to take down that article, which I said, hey, you know what? It's a real article. It's my freedom of speech. If you don't like it, fine. Write your own article saying, saying how great that location is. I just don't think Wailai Beach Park, which is what the, what the location is called, is very nice because the wedding location is right behind a condominium. And I don't think people tra- wanted to travel 5,000 miles across the Pacific Ocean to get married in someone's backyard. That's just my opinion. And I showed the whole pictures. I showed, I showed the location with the condominium in the background. You know, a lot of times, you know, when you, when you choose, when you do photography, you can choose your background and you can be very specific on what you want to show to your audience. So if I shoot out toward the ocean, no one has to know that there's a, there's a condominium right to my back. And that's what they do a lot of times. 
And so anyway, I created this um, this Hawaii Facebook group, and then a lot of brides, both my customers and not my customers, they started joining. You know, I started off with all of my customers there, and then again, some of these um, pe- these brides who were inquiring, in fact, a lot of them did end up booking with me. Now, then I started to get a lot of you know you know uh, I guess customers who were not from my company and that was great too because I could educate them and again I didn't care if they were from my company or if they were paying from me I just if they had a question I would answer it and I still do that and here's where things started to get very strange was that I I guess my my Hawaii wedding information group started to get very popular uh, with all these brides Um, and then other wedding companies said started to um, claim fame to my group, they said, "Oh yeah, that's our that's our group. Join that group, and we have one of our employees there who is the moderator." Well, that's total BS. You know, I work for myself. Okay, so and that's Dream Wedding Soy. Now, and then then what happens was that other companies posed as brides and to get into my group and to start to advertise. Uh, they're, I guess, I guess my comp- my competing wet uh, my competing wedding companies. So other wedding companies were getting advertised by these brides who weren't even brides. <laughs> so they were playing really, really dirty. Out, uh, so it was just crazy. And and then I started to have um other I guess clients from other wedding companies. I don't know what was happening, but they were they had already gotten married. They were posing as a bride who was inquiring, and then they. They wanted me to add them, which I approved them. And then they started advertising my competitors on my own Facebook group. So I thought, hey, that's kind of rude. And when I started to do some research, I said, wait a minute. You guys were already married and then you then you asked to get wedding information? That, that doesn't make any sense. So I kicked them. And then just recently, I had someone who posed as a bride again and then said they were also – and then all of a sudden, they were a photographer all of a sudden. Now they're advertising – there's their services on every single comment, every single thread, and and every single thread out there. And I'm saying, okay, this is kind of weird. And then I take a look at their their company. They're not even in Hawaii. They're somewhere in the mainland. And then and then I check back on the, again on their website, and their location keeps changing all over the place, from Oregon to California, then to Hawaii. And all all of a sudden, they're based in Hawaii. And I said, okay, fine. And then all of a sudden, they have a Yelp page. And it has all of these wedding photos on top of there. But none of those wedding photos look as though they're from Hawaii. So I said, well, that's, that's you know, I know Hawaii. I've been here, lived, lived here my entire life. And, you know, I know basically all, what Hawaii looks like. And though, that's not Hawaii. You know, we don't have those big deserts. We don't have those types of, you know, you, when you photograph here in Hawaii, you, your photos come out a certain way because our skies, are, our colors are very vivid. They're not muted. You know, you don't have to add a lot of yellow or yellow to make things warmer than they actually are. And when you see that in the mainland, because you'll see a lot of warm images in the, warm, warm images in the mainland because, you know, when you take pic- a picture in the mainland, it's kind of overcast and cloudy. And then they add a yellow into there to make it look a little sepia-ish. And then it looks really Really warm. You don't. You don't have to do that in Hawaii. Things naturally, naturally look kind of vivid. So anyway, I start looking at all these computerized images. All the people there, they all look like models. And you know, no insult to all my future clients out there, and you know, the current clients that are on my Hawaii wedding information group. But not everyone looks like a model. Like you know, like the bride and groom, they don't usually look like they're you know right off the runway. And all of these people look like they're all right off the runway. And then there was an address down there. And they live right by me. So I said, you know what? I'm going to go take a look at this place. And I go over there. It's an abandoned warehouse. 
<laughs> so they were fake. So I email them and I say, hey, you know what? Are you guys real or not? I don't get a reply. I said, you know, if you don't reply, I'm going to delete you. No reply. So I deleted them. So this is what you're dealing with. Now, or this is what I'm dealing with. And I get all of these fake inquiries. I mean, member requests, you know, brides posing as vendors, flat out fake vendors. Um, and and the, I guess the, the wedding industry the wedding ind- industry is corrupt, okay? Just to let you know. And I'm, no, and I'm sure a lot of you brides out there are realizing how corrupt it is. So you have to be very careful. Now, I'm one of the few, and I, and I say I'm one of the few honest ones out there, and the vendors who I recommend all the time on my, on my Facebook group, you can trust them, right? I work with them, you can trust them. Now, if you're getting a, a recommendation from another bride or someone else, another, I can't vouch for them. If I vouch for them, I will tell you in a comment that I vouch for them. But it's just really, really, really corrupt. Like I told you before, you know, as a bride, you're a first-time buyer. You're an uneducated buyer. You're so uneducated. You could be a rocket scientist, but because this is your first wedding, you have no idea what you're doing, right? And you have no idea what fair market value is. This is your first time. You don't have no idea what, you know, what the hell you're buying. So you're going to make mistakes. And you're trusting that the person you hire, who you found online, who has a nice website, who has nice photos, that they'll deliver on their, on their promise. And a lot of times, you know, they honestly don't. And I and it's just very frustrating. So anyway, I just had to get that out of there. Now, what do I want to talk today other than this? I want to talk about bouquets. Okay, so I wanted to talk about bouquets because uh, I think almost every single bride out there um, is going to get a bouquet for their their wedding, whether it's big or small. Uh, but why don't we talk about that when we get back from these messages? What is going on, everyone? This is your favorite complainer-in-chief, scriptwriter Steve, with a shameless plug for Dream Weddings Hawaii, a company that I just happen to own. Now, we specialize in romantic, intimate beach weddings, but plan weddings of all sizes and shapes. Gala weddings, eloping, surprise vow renewal, no problemo. So, if you are looking to tie the knot here in Hawaii, you better get in touch with me. Now, Dream Weddings Hawaii delivers quality that is extremely affordable, but don't just take my word for it. Visit our website at dreamweddingshawaii.com and find out for yourself. That's dreamweddings with an S. That's weddings with an S, hawaii.com. So look at our awesome photos. Check out our awesome, beautiful, touching ceremony videos. Then take a look at our cheap prices, which I promise you won't faint at. Now, don't forget to read our five-star reviews. Now, by the way, we also take professional family photos. So visit our site at dreamweddingshawaii.com or just buzz me at 808-479-0685. That's 808-479-0685. All right, are you back from that commercial break? Let's get started in this. Let's get started talking about bouquets. But before we do that, I want to let you know you have to keep staying positive about your wedding, even though COVID has kind of plateaued out right now. I'm going to get, I want to talk about COVID a little and where Oahu is heading, all right? Okay, I'm going to turn this down here. So uh, right now, the news right now is that um, here in Oahu, we're not moving to Tier 4. Uh, not to worry. 
we will be heading to tier four, uh, not in the maybe very near future, but in the near future. All right. So things are getting better here. You know, um, COVID, COVID may have so-called plateaued across the nation, but the numbers are slowly, it's not really plateauing. If you look at the numbers, it's going down, but not as fast as it had originally started crashing from January. So there, there is a small little plateau, but trust me, once uh, more people get vaccinated and uh, more people still are, de- people are still getting infected and creating a herd immunity. And uh, once you include all of those things, trust me, COVID is on the way out. All right. So can you do a big wedding here in Hawaii here in 2021 by the summer? <laughs> I am betting on it. You know, I am betting. I am saying I am 90, 99% what, you know, 99%, even one, I would even go out to say 100% faithful that you can do a big wedding here in Hawaii. And I think social distancing and mask wearing will be all completely gone. Um, so again, we're not going to tier four, uh, but to be honest, uh, tier four and tier one, I mean, tier three, there's really, really not much of a big difference at all because the mayor has already, you know, made some changes to tier three, which make it look more like tier four. And even though we're in tier three, and restaurants can be open at 100% as long as you, quote unquote, social distance yourself from each other. Um, <laughs> restaurants like McDonald's, I mean, you know, and uh, Burger King, they're not opening up. I mean, Popeye's is still not opening up. You still can't do dining over there. Isn't that kind of strange, right? So, um, but uh, luau's are all open. You still have to social distance and you have to wear your mask, but the luau's are completely open. Now, I'm not sure how they're doing the buffets. I think the, the way they're doing the buffets are they're serving you or maybe, or maybe, uh, you know, they're serving you every single like food out there rather than having you serve yourself. So I think that's what they're doing. And, um, but other than that, the luau's are, are completely open now, which is very, very cool. Now, just of those, now just of those who are wondering about reinfections, uh, of COVID in the world, because uh, I've been talking, to, you know, some of my of some of my couples who came down here to Hawaii just recently, uh, they had just recently gotten vaccinated, and we had this, we had these these long conversations about why they got re, um, I guess why they got vaccinated, even though they had been infected before, it's because their doctor had said there was, there's a chance of of them getting reinfected. Now that's one hundred percent true. It's just as when you like when you get the COVID vac uh, COVID vaccine, there is a chance of you getting infected because again, you know, <laughs> they're saying that it's a ninety five percent chance that you'll be immune to it. Then there's a five percent chance that you can still get infected while you while you get the COVID vaccine, right? So anyway, with that being said, out of the one hundred twenty million cases worldwide cases in the okay that's in the world COVID. There's only 60 cases, cases that are actually reinfected, all right? And out of those 60 people, only one can be proven that they actually had died from, a, I guess, reinfection. And that, that one person who's a, I think she's a 95-year-old woman who got reinfected, she got infected and then she continued her chemotherapy, which ruined her immune system and then got reinfected again. So she was infected once, recovered and then continued her chemotherapy, got reinfected, and then she died. So did she die? Did she die because her body was already weak from chemotherapy, and then she got COVID again? They really can't pinpoint that, but they're counting it as a death caused by COVID. 
So that's really unfortunate. No one really wants to die from there. But again, your chance of getting reinfected if you already have COVID is one in two million. The chance of you getting reinfected and dying, I think, is one and one in one trillion. Okay, it's very, very low. It's extremely low. You have a chance of, of getting struck by lightning while your airplane crashes, you know, than actually dying from re- reinfection of COVID. All right. Anyway. With that being said, let's talk about bouquets and your wedding in Hawaii, all right? So I think maybe half of you would think about getting a bouquet while you're, while you're in Hawaii. If your wedding party, if you have an actual small wedding with guests, then you're thinking, okay, I may want to actually get a bouquet for myself and my bridesmaids. Completely, that's completely, completely normal. Uh, some of you who elope tend to say, well, I don't really need a bouquet, right? And some of you say, well... I would like a bouquet because I don't know what to do with my hand. And it's true. Uh, you know, bouquets really help with posing. Um, I love bouquets for the one reason is that if you get a very vivid color bouquet, you know, you know, with a lot of magentas and a lot of bright colors, yellows and everything, it really helps everything pop. So if the sky on that day is very, you know, uh, very white because it's overcast, having that colorful bouquet helps brighten up the picture. If it's a blue sky, it really helps brighten up the picture. So I really feel for myself, I think bouquets help the pic- help the pictures look a lot better too, right? And it helps with posing. Now, on top of that, I also think it helps the bride look skinnier because if you have a little bit larger bouquet, you can kind of hide the problem areas. And because they're always, you know, um, the worst thing to do is for a bride to have her arm straight down for a lot of times because even if they're skinny and they work out, then they have a big tricep muscle. But if it's always bent, it looks always skinnier. So even if you work out or you know, you're, not, you're not in the best shape, if your arm is bent, um, then it always looks good. Now, if you don't have a bouquet, then I always will have to have you put your hand on your hip you know, or maybe your hand underneath your other elbow or something like that to bend it to, to make that arm look skinnier. But again, if you have your bouquet, it kind of just looks natural. So again, it's really good for for posing. Now, the question is that, you know, it's really up to you if you really want to take your bouquet home or not. I mean, if you, want to, if you really want to buy a bouquet or not, right? And a big portion of that, I think a lot of you are wondering, can you take your bouquet home with you? Now, that really depends on the state that you're coming from. I think in Alaska, you can't take it home. But I think all the other uh, 40, oh, 48 states, other than Hawaii, you can take it home, all right? Now, one thing you have to be very, very careful about is when you buy a wedding bouquet from a wedding company, you have to make sure that you're getting a fresh bouquet and, number two, that you can take it home. A lot of these wedding companies, strangely, uh, when you pay a couple hundred dollars for a bouquet, you're getting a bouquet that the last bride used or the, or the previous brides before that have used. They just, they'll just buy one bouquet and have you pass it on until the end of the day. So by the time, if you, if you got to married at the end of the day, you know, five or six brides may have held your bouquet. They don't allow, allow you to take it. In fact, sometimes if that bouquet can last, which a lot of times it does, <laughs> you, you may have a bouquet from the, the, the day before and they're still charging you $200, $250 per bouquet. So make sure you, when you ask your wedding company, do I get, do I get to take my bouquet home? And it better be a yes, because you're paying $220 for a bouquet. Now I charge $175 and that covers most bouquets. But again, 
you know, depending on the type of flour that you choose, um, you know, we may have to charge you more because we have to import them. Okay. Now, the other question too is that whether or not whether or not a fake bouquet is a good idea or not, right? So again, say for your example, you're coming from Alaska and you say you want to bring your bouquet back home. Well, you can't bring a real bouquet back home, but you can bring a fake one back home, right? And again, plastic, plastic flowers, hard, it's really hard to tell the difference between a plastic bouquet and a real bouquet. You, you literally have to go up to it and touch it to, to see if it's actually real or fake. So again, if you can find a good one online, you know, and again, you want to take it back home or if you want to have, have it for a keepsake and, and you never want to have those flowers die on you, go ahead, buy the fake bouquet, buy the silk flower bouquet, you know, and uh, I, I always say it's, you know, plastic, but they're actually silk. And then, you know, take it back home. Now, they will fade after a while and the little plastic stubs over there, you know, plastic does, you know, part of it is plastic and that does, uh, you know, break after a while, but, you know, they'll last a lot longer than than the real bouquets, all right? So again, if you want if, if you want to take it back home with you and keep your bouquet forever, yeah, you, you know, there's nothing wrong with getting a, a silk flower bouquet. They look really real. Just find one online. The funny thing about it is that they're very, very expensive too. They're not cheap. I mean, I've seen them. Some of them are more expensive than my real bouquets, all right? Now, my, my personal opinion, now I, I don't want to get into really, you know, what's a good bouquet and what's a bad bouquet out there and to offend some of my former customers out there if they're listening to this. But, you know, again, for my company, I don't care where you get your bouquet from or anything. In fact, I don't care about which vendors you go with. You know, sometimes, sometimes, you know, my, my clients only book me for my, my minister because they'll say, hey, you know, they, they don't like my photography or video style or anything like that. That's fine. So, so you, you can use whatever, whatever vendors you want. And sometimes some couples will say, well, I got a cheaper bouquet, you know, you know, florist to make my bouquet. That's fine. So they'll come here with a bouquet and their bouquet looks more like a floral arrangement than a bouquet. It looks like a centerpiece to a, you know, to a table and it's huge. It's really, really big. And it just, it looks as though the bride is holding a centerpiece, which they technically are. So, you know, my my advice is that you don't want a really really big bouquet, one that looks like a centerpiece, you know, of, or a floral arrangement or that belongs in a hospital or on a grave gravesite. You want something that looks pretty much like you know a lollipop for the most part. If you're doing hand tied or a cascade, which looks like a looks like a waterfall of flowers, right? Something that looks very very nice for the pictures. Um, be very careful on how big it is. Don't get that. Don't get a floral arrangement bouquet. Uh, and, uh, cause, because it won't look good in the pictures. It will not, it'll look good on the table. It will not look good when you're holding it as a bride. Okay. Because you'll just, you'll just be, you're popping out of a floral arrangement. Maybe it'll look good on, on the, on the floor, you know, on the sand, but it won't look good by your waist. Okay. So there's two types of bouquets, which I like. Number one is hand tied. Now, this is very simple. Uh, what they do is they basically take all these flowers and they just kind of tie it up very skillfully and kind of make this half moon, like a mushroom, a mushroom like there, and then have the stems, and they have the stems serve as a handle. Now, a lot of, uh, there's, there's some florists who are better than others. And for the most part, uh, I prefer the florist 
that make them in a very symmetrical circle, a very symmetrical half sphere. Uh, and, and those look very, very good. All right. And, uh, you know, if you visit my website at dreamweddingshawaii.com, look under the, fl- the flower gallery, you can take a look at them what I, and what I'm talking about. But again, s- symmetry is very, very, very important. And, um, that's, that's what you should look at when you look at a hand tie is symmetry. All right. And also color scheme. How do these flowers go together? How does the florist choose the colors in these different flowers that go together, right? Now, the second type of version is called a cascade. Now, the cascade, it's very simple on how they create it, but then again, it takes a lot of skill. So what they do is they they take this little foam little handle and they start poking in uh, different flowers and the stems are all different lengths, right? And they're cut from long to short and it looks as though it's a waterfall of flowers. Now, these are great, but the problem with cascades is that, well, number one, it's very fragile. So again, these, this is not a, not a bouquet that you can run in the ocean with and then worry about, you know, you have to worry about it holding together. So you, you have to always worry about, you know, a lot of my, a lot of my brides who get cascades, they'll love it. But then when they start running in the ocean with it, you know, which a lot of my brides love to do from looking at my photos, they, their, their, their bouquet, their flowers start, you know, falling off the bottom or on the top and we have to always poke it back in. And again, it never looks the same like when you first get, when you first got it, right? Because you can, you can never poke it in the same hole that it fell out of it, fell out of. So, uh, if you're doing a lot of action shots or planning to do a lot of fun things with it, even, even to toss the cascade bouquet, it falls apart. So the hand tied is always much better. Now, my preference is always the hand tied. It's very much, it's much more durable. It looks a lot nicer. Um, you know, our florist does a really good job with it. That costs 175. The cascade costs 225 or 250. It really depends on how big you want it. And again, you know, the, 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 the diameter of the hand tied is maybe about eight inches. The cascade is, the diameter is about eight inches, but the length of the cascade goes down to about, you know, sometimes about two feet. All right. So they can get pretty long. Now, um, here's one really big thing when you order flowers from, from Hawaii for your bouquet. Now, I'm going to read off a list of, flo- of uh, native flowers. Uh, and some of them you may, uh, I guess, recognize. Some of, you, some of them you don't. Now, we have the Anthurium. You have the Bird of Paradise, the Hawaiian Gardenia, the Pekaki, which is just a jasmine flower, the Blue Ginger, the Hibiscus, and the Plumeria, which is, which, which is just a uh, frangipani. All right? Now... The, the frangipanis, uh, you know, they're, they're, um, they're just those white flowers and they smell really good. Uh, that, if you choose, we, we call them plumarias here. Every single flower that, that I listed here, for the most part, they're local, they're grown here. Um, they, they grow out of the ground, all right? Everything else are, you know, are, have to be, has to be basically imported. Now, we do have purple orchids here, um, but those, again, those are not native to Hawaii, Okay. But again, the purple orchids, again, we have to import those. We have to even import those. The roses we have to import. Uh, a lot of flowers from your bouquets we have to import. So, you, you know, you really have to fit, you know, when it comes to it, choosing the flowers, we, we always say to the couples, give us a flower scheme. I mean, give us a color scheme rather than a specific flower because it really depends whether or not we can import that flower or not because we can't really import every single flower out there because we have this, you know, it's, you know, it's basically, we have this thing where about, you know, we don't want, you know, I guess, evasive species or evasive, evasive, I guess, plants growing inside Hawaii, right? So what may look really beautiful 
in your in your bouquet may be actually considered an invasive species to Hawaii. So if you if you can just give us uh you know um your or your florist not, not necessarily us give your florist a color scheme and a picture and say well make your make the flowers looks scheme looks something like this and the flowers that you pick something very similar it gives that florist a lot larger range to to create your bouquet. Um, and, and that's what I think you should, should be, um, should go with. Don't be very specific. The more you are, spe- the more specific you are with your, um, your, with your flower arrangement, um, the more likely you'll probably stress out your florist. And secondly, you're probably not going to get what you want because again, you can't import all those flowers. Even a simple rose bouquet, ha- those flowers have to be imported. All right. Now, weather does affect the freshness of flowers. So that, that also includes importing them. So again, if it's very rainy or anything like that, the flowers which are imported are going to die and wither a lot faster. So a lot of times what I tell my couples is that, you know, don't be sewed on a specific flower. Stick with a, with a color scheme and then also be very open because a lot of times when this when our florists, they open up their box and they find out, whoa, you know, half of these flowers are dead. They'll, they'll get a refund from their supplier. But again, why don't they make a bouquet with the flowers that are fresh? And a lot of times that won't be exactly the flowers that you want. We tried, but we failed, but we still got something that is fresh, fits the color scheme, and we can, we can still make an awesome bouquet. So again, again, to have that little flexibility when you're, when you're doing a Hawaii wedding for your bouquets is really, really important. Okay. We can try to, you, your florist can try to fit, I guess, fit the scheme, fit the design as much as they can, allow a little flexibility and don't be surprised if you don't get exactly what you want, but, but promise, I promise you it will still look beautiful and you'll still be very much happy with what, with what the end product will be. Okay. Now that's basically it. Now, oh, one last thing, the primarias, a lot of you see on these on these uh, websites, they have a plumeria bouquet. Plumerias are maybe one of the worst flowers to make a bouquet with. Now, plumerias, okay, those are those, those uh, frangipanis, right? So, um, plumerias, they don't really have stems on them. They're plucked from trees. So, what happens is that as soon as you pluck it from the tree, they start dying. And they maybe have a shelf life of maybe two hours. So, what happens is that the way a florist makes a plumeria bouquet is that they'll take that sponge handle that you make cascades out of, and then they'll take they'll take the plumeria, they'll take the plumeria flowers, um, stick it in the butt of the flower with a toothpick, wrap floral tape around there, and then stick that um, toothpick into that that um, that uh, that that sponge handle, and they do that enough until they have a nice little circle, and they pack it tight enough until you can't see that sponge. Now it looks really nice for about two hours. And it holds together kind of okay, but not the best, all right? So it looks good in pictures, but again, it will die. It will turn brown within two hours. If it's very humid, it will turn brown within 30 minutes. It's never, it it doesn't last very long. So if you want a primary bouquet, go with fake flowers. Go with the fake, and they have these fake primary bouquets online, which are just beautiful. And you can't tell the difference, all right? Some of them are made with foam plumerias. Some of them are made with silk plumerias. You know, they both look great. And to tell you the truth, you know, I photographed them. I couldn't tell the difference. You can't tell the difference when you photograph them. But they're so good that I literally have to walk up to them, touch them, and feel it, and say, wow, these are fake, all right? Now, I think that's about it for the bouquets. Um, I, if you have any more questions regarding bouquets, ask me on the forum. 
And I think I'm going to end the, I guess, podcast right around here because I'm just running out of material to talk about. All right, so that's about it for today. Hope you enjoyed it. And then check in back next week. We have our wedding Wednesdays. What's going on, everyone? Hey, I hope you like my podcast. If you do, don't forget you can subscribe to me on any of the podcast platforms out there. Just look for Barbecue 2 Movies.